0: We're listening to this sermon podcast from real life on the Palouse reaching the world for Jesus one person at a time well good morning everybody I'm Darby Anderson I'm excited to be here I love serving with this team and I'm excited about what God's been doing I'm excited about this series we're in about the Holy Spirit um, just so you know where I'm coming from I'm gonna I'm gonna share about like a creek or a stream and whatever. And, and before I arrived here, I was somewhere. And when I first became a believer, I've mentioned it before, I became a believer by reading the Bible. Not, not the normal way, but I was like reading the Bible, and then like I'm like, gosh, this is true. And so, so it wasn't any person or anything. But soon after I became a believer, I got connected with this organization called Campus Crusade for Christ. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of Campus Crusade for Christ. Hey, thank you for class participation there. Very well done. Um, Maybe you younger people have heard of Crew. Yes, okay, there's a few of you raising your hand because Crusade is super offensive. Um, So now they're just Crew. Anyway, um, so I was a, a part of that, and Josh last week spoke about the idea that God isn't just our Savior. He's also our Lord. And so there's this four spiritual laws thing there, you know, for those of us that are younger, it's, would you like to know God personally thing? And And you go through, and if you pray the prayer and you're like, yeah, I want that. And I had got to that point without crew in a roundabout way. My brother became a believer. He gave me the Bible. I read the Bible. So in a roundabout way, I did come through crew, but I didn't read their little booklet. But as soon as they found out I was a believer, the very next thing was, hey, let's spend six weeks learning about the rest of your life and the Holy Spirit and about the Lord. And so normally I don't start a sermon by referencing the back of your notes. But if you're like, where does this guy come from and where is he getting this information? You can look at the back under additional reading and it says crew, you know, Holy Spirit, whatever. So... You can Google that, and you can go, oh, so that's where he's trained. And, and some of it's a little old school, but um, I, I think it's really foundational good stuff. And I'm, I would say I'm 20, you know, I don't know, how many years now? 29-ish years into this, and I still would say I jive with 95% of that. And I don't even jive with 95% of what I believed five years ago. So... Really good stuff there if you wanna go, okay, where's this guy coming from? But I'm excited. The Holy Spirit um, is a huge um, thing for us while we're still here on earth, and it looks like you're all still here on earth. That's good, and so we're in this together. I'd like to pray uh, before we dive in too deep though. Lord, thank you for being just that, for being Lord. For giving us your very self to be with us. You came, Jesus, and you lived and you rose again. The same spirit that rose you from the grave, you gave to us to be here with us now. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move, that you would work, that you would have your way and that you would stir within us a real understanding of what it means to have life in you. That we would come alive in you. Jesus, we pray in your powerful name. Amen. I want to clarify a couple things. You may have heard these verses before. It says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with you. I am with them. Have you ever physically seen Jesus sitting in the chair with you when three or more of you are gathered, like at your home group? If you do, invite me. I want to see that. I mean, invite me anyway, because that's my gig. But if that happens, I really want to be there where he's sitting literally right there with you. So, so if he hasn't been sitting there right there with you in your group, what does that mean? Another passage that may be familiar, I shared it two weeks ago when I talked about discipleship in the Great Commission, it says, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. How is Jesus with us? So we, we hear these verses, but do we soak in them and go, well, What's really going on here? How is he with us? And so, so we are, are coming to this place, and the, this, this message is called Life in the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is life. He gives us life, and he gives our lives meaning and purpose and direction. So as I mentioned before, um, I grew up hiking and doing things like that. Do we have any hikers? Yep, cool. I went to... Um, this place called Kamiak Butte. Raise your hand if you've heard of that. Yep, not far from here. And in the spring when I went there, I hiked the trail, did all the trails and whatever. It was beautiful and there were yellow fields and blah, blah, blah. And I hiked what I would like to say is not the same trail, even though the signs would say it's the same trail. It's not the same trail because it's fall. And I'm not the same hiker because gravity has taken over a little more since when I arrived. And so when I'm hiking Kamiak Butte, the fields are no longer yellow and green. The trees are yellow and green. And and so when we come to places, we can see that things are similar but different. And so we have the opportunity to have God's word. And if, if you look there, it says Romans 8. Romans 8 is kind of like on this trail, or kind of like on this stream. And before it, there was something, like Romans 1 through 7. And then after that, there's like Romans 9 and forward. But we're going to hang out in a pool. Anyone ever been hiking in the mountains and just go, ooh, this looks like a fresh pool, and it's like deep, and you're like, ooh, and let's go a little deeper. And so what's encouraged at the end of your notes again, I'm referencing, is for you to soak in Romans 8. What that looks for me, what that looks it, is I'll read, and then I'll pray, and then I'll read it, maybe in another version, and then I'll pray. Be careful that some, some things are just um, people's opinions or whatever, but even then, after doing the, the deeper study with the more reliable, you know, to just hang out. So I would encourage you to hang out in the depths of Romans. Chapter eight, and so Romans was written to a church in Rome, and this we here are a church in in Moscow, and we can hang out and we can go to depths that would make us like, oh my gosh, it's just so much there, and because there was so much there, I had to really like focus and be like, oh my gosh, I got to like focus in, in the one thing, and and I go to the uh, preaching school of uh, City Slickers. Raise your hand if you've ever seen the movie City Slickers. Yeah, and you know. Billy Crystal, he's like, what's the meaning of life? I'm so confused. And I forget the dude with like his cigarette and it's like falling out of his mouth. And he's like, this. Billy Crystal is, your fingers, the meaning of life? What's that about? And he's like, no, one thing. So my one thing is life in the spirit. And we're gonna look at that one thing. But I encourage you to dive into Romans 8 and find lots of other one things. So Romans chapter eight, verse 11 says, in the spirit if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Bang! There's like five sermons right there. There's a lot there to unpack. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's amazing. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. I'm excited about this because my mortal body is going, this isn't fun anymore. And so I look forward to that and also knowing that he's with me now and that through the Spirit who dwells in you twice, there's things that we need to to break down here. The Holy Spirit has taken up residency in all believers. Yes, that is exciting. The Holy Spirit has come and unpack his bags and he's with all believers. So here's what I want us to do. Repeat after me. The Holy Spirit has taken up residency in me. The Holy Spirit has taken up residency in me. All right, let's go home. That's that's enough right there. Does that blow your mind? Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, But Romans was not an individual. And we're here in the PNW where we're all rugged individuals. And we're like, I don't need anybody. I'm an island. Well, that's not true. (laughs) But it sounds good. Um, So what I'd like you to repeat again after me is, is in us. The Holy Spirit has taken up residency in us. Okay, next time we do an us, I need you to not look at me. I need you to look around the room at at the us, okay? So, God lives in all believers. What? Repeat after me. God lives in me. Now, look around. God lives in us. Do you treat the people next to you like God lives in them? There can be conviction from the Holy Spirit as well. Hmm. Let's move on because there's a little heaviness there. The author of the Bible lives in all believers. Say, the author of the Bible lives in me. Say, the author of the Bible lives in us. The Spirit who inspired people for this lives in you. He lives in us. So when I come to God's Word, I don't study God's Word like chemistry thank goodness i don't study chemistry anymore but when i did i had a teacher saying well you need to master this information i'm like oh it's so confusing there's so many numbers and i have dyslexia and it's like i'm so confused or let's say it's english you know you need to master the english language and like many things in our intellectual minds like oh i need to master it this is not the same way I come to God's word saying, all right, you live in me, help this, your words, to master me, that I am subservient to this, that God would reveal to me things about me, about you, about life, about what's today, what's tomorrow, what was before, what's going to be, not that I'm the master of that that God would master me, that God would master us because the author of this book lives in you. I don't study God's word the way I study other things. I go to God's word to let him reveal things about me, about life, about what's going on around us and to take steps of faith from there. When I read the Bible, and I encourage you when you, because I know you're all going to soak in Romans chapter 8 this week. I saw it in your faces. You're going to read and reread and reread. But I'm actually like, when I read Romans, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit who's the author of it, who lives in me. So I'm weird, I know, but i say things like, what's going on here? Like, what is this about? While I'm reading it, in my head, talking to the Holy Spirit. Because the author lives in us. So to pray through the scripture to go, okay, I, I, this, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me. Are you kidding me, God? So You really do live live in me? The same spirit? You're the spirit in in me? There's conversations going on, and, and I hope that those conversations don't stop here, that you go to relational environments, that you go before the foot of the Lord, and that you have these conversations, and that the conversations change you, and change the way you look at the world, because... He lives in us. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God are children of God sons and daughters. So when we experience God in real life and not just in this church but like everyday real life we are experiencing the spirit. So so He is our portion of God until we check out of these earth suits. So seriously, like, if that's true, don't we want to know Him more intimately? More passionately? That, that, if we, we talk, oh, come, come, I, uh, you're asking for the Spirit to move and work, and that's who you're talking to. That's That would be God's, okay, here we go. And the Spirit would come and move and work. And it's not weird. It's cool. Romans chapter 8, because we're hanging out in Romans chapter 8, verse 15 through 17 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. There's reference here. You could beckon back to Exodus when they were in slavery, and and he's calling them out of slavery. And we saying about no longer being slaves of fear, and then we split the sea, and we come right through it, and, and that the spirit is leading the charge, the cloud by day, the fire by night, that we are following the Spirit that's been leading God's people for centuries. Notice the we, in case we got into our Pacific Northwest mind frame again. It's a we. We cry, Abba Father. The Spirit Himself here uh, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and fellow heirs with christ provided we suffer oh this doesn't sound very fun provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him this isn't disneyland that was a sermon i was continu was going to preach on was that this is not disneyland but this is what I thought Jesus wanted me to talk about, so we aren't going to go and do that sermon. But this isn't Disneyland. There is a struggle. There is a battle going on. That's a reality. But, but we don't have to be slaves of fear, that we are heirs, that we are co-heirs with Jesus, that we are God's children. Not only does he live in us, but he's adopted us, and we are his. Amazing. So, as, as we soak in that, as we think about that, it should, it should blow our minds that we had 11 baptisms last Thursday. Who was here for the 11 baptisms? Yes. So, the, the same spirit that, that rose Jesus from the grave was that was the, I'm dying to my old way of life and living to a new way of life, and that living to a new way of life, those of us who have gotten baptized, we've, we've died to the flesh. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder. You don't succeed in that. The Spirit raising us up up again to new life um, is, is how that works. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Time out. Let's read that again. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Who here is like, no, I don't need anyone? Who's providing the breath you're breathing? Who gave you the ability to have a thought? Who's holding your body together? So when you say, oh, I don't need, well, you are needy. <laughs> Let's deal with reality. Um, in our weakness, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Anyone know what the word intercede means? It's a fancy word for a word that's already up before that. Intercedes. Prayer. So, it's, it's, so the Holy Spirit is doing what? Praying for us. Let's continue. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes. There it is again. For the saints according to the will of God. And you're like, oh, the saints. I like Drew Brees. He's a good guy. Yeah, broken finger, bum. Down. Anyway, no. Those of us who believe. That's who he's interceding for. The Holy Spirit is praying for us. I'm going to ask you to do it again. The Holy Spirit is praying for me. The Holy Spirit is praying for me. Let that soak in a bit. So God, the Spirit, is praying for me, and I may want to go. Oh, tell me I'm important. Tell me I. Oh, tell me. Tell me I'm cool. And the Holy Spirit's going. Uh, I love you. I'm God. I'm praying for you. Why are you going to everybody else for significance? The Holy Spirit is praying for us and he knows i'm not going to go into it it's another thing for when you can dive in deeper to romans and whatever romans 834 says that jesus is praying for us two-thirds of the godhead is praying for us and the god the father said yeah you need prayer so i'm sending these two to intercede and pray for you. Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, praying for us. Boom. Holy Spirit, praying for us. God's heart is for us. And I feel so many times we're like, oh, I need to like bend your arm to care for me. I need to, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm, or I'm not, if I were only less fat, if I was only more... Eh, 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 eh. And God's like, no, my spirit lives in you. He's like, yeah, and Jesus is praying for you. You are amazing. There is life in God's spirit. There's another side to this coin. I'll let you think about what might be the other side of that coin. That was... The, the sermon I had to cut out of my sermon for time's sake. There's life in the Spirit. We should strive towards that. And, and if, if all things are confusing or whatever, let's go back to what I shared a couple of weeks ago that encourage one another daily. What was the day called two weeks ago when... I was talking about the day. It was called today two weeks ago. And today is also called today. And I hope that you are encouraged that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you. That you are encouraged that that same spirit is interceding and praying for you. That Jesus himself is praying for you. That you would be full of courage. As long as it is called today today. The Holy Spirit is God's portion of himself to be with us until we are with him. That you may not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. There's a hint of the other part of, there's life in the spirit. There's something else out there too. It's my hope that we would choose the life that we would choose the Spirit. If you are helping with serving communion, if you could make your way back to make that happen, it's because Jesus paid the price for us, that he sacrificed for us, that he did these things so that we can be here at all. The way we do communion here, if you are a believer, if you want to celebrate Jesus' body broken for you, His blood poured out for you. Hold it, and we'll take it in a bit. A few things to look at. There is real joy, real power, courage, wisdom, hope, and real life in the Spirit. We can go lots of places for those things, and they turn up empty. My hope is that we are inspired to go where these real things that we really long for, that really matter, that we would go and find them in the Spirit. There's questions I encourage you to continue the conversation, not just here, but by all means, hang out in the lobby, talk with people, share with people. I encourage you to find relational environments, whether they be a home group, whether they be, hey, Darby, I need someone to talk to. I love talking about life, and I love talking about the Holy Spirit, and if my schedule will make it, it'll be awesome. We'll have lots of good conversations. So there, there's questions that hopefully will ignite um, some deeper things for us. It says, how would you assess your life in the Spirit? Like, like how would you assess it? Like, it, do I have life in the Spirit? Do I even know the Spirit? Am I afraid of the Spirit? Where am I at in my life with the Spirit? What impact does it have on you knowing that the same Spirit who lived in Jesus and raised him from the grave lives in all believers, lives in an all y'all scenario? Including me all. I'm part of the all, y'all. That doesn't sound right. Me all. Anyway, if George Bush can make up words, I can make up words. (laughs) Strategery. Next. What encouragement do you glean from the truth revealed in this message? It is seriously my hope that you are encouraged. That God thinks so highly of you. That he thinks so highly of the people around you, that he thinks so highly of us, that he would send his son, that he would give us his spirit, that that same spirit would be in us. What? uh, How does it impact your understanding and outlook of life in the spirit? To know that this truth is shared with and for community. We are not an island. We're meant to live this truth out in community. Where three or more are gathered, I am with them. So we come to this time of communion when we celebrate Jesus' all inness Jesus says, it's a good thing I'm leaving. I'm going to send someone to you, someone you need, an advocate that we talked about last week and that we've been talking about, that, that, that Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember him together. And in the same way, after supper, he, He took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's remember him together. Lord God, thank you for being Lord. Thank you for creating us, sustaining us. Thank you for your very spirit that you gave us to reside in us. Not, Not to sit on the couch and do nothing, You are actively working. You are interceding. You are pursuing your life in us and through us. Lord, I ask that we would come alongside you, that we would know that you, God, are for us and that we would be full of courage to live from these truths, to live from your spirit, to live from your strength so that your kingdom would come that your will would be done in our lives and through our lives. For your name's sake. Jesus, we pray in your powerful name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.